Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. For three years, you know, we've been working with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island, uh, the school public health has been, to, to build the Rhode Island Life Index. And the way I have always sort of thought about things is if you don't have data on things that matter, you don't really know whether you're making progress. You don't know where to make investments. And the Rhode Island Life Index is really meant to be kind of the data uh, lifeblood in my mind of how we should be thinking about investments for pe- improving the life and health and well-being of people of Rhode Island. So we look across a whole set of metrics from access to healthcare services, quality of healthcare as perceived by people, to access to social services. Are you getting your meals? Are you all the things that you know that matter? What's the quality of the housing that you're in? It's really an attempt to try to understand what's happening in Rhode Island in people's lives, health, and well-being. It's a way for policymakers to be able to identify trends, uh, to see where new investments are needed, or, or identify areas that are doing really well and say, let's leave those alone and let's just let them keep going. I'm looking forward to this year's data. I'm worried about what has happened in 2020 and 2021 in terms of people's health and well-being. And so I my concern is, and what I'm worried about is we're going to see some real hits to people's lives. And I think we're going to want to look at where is it happening because we're going to want to make investments as a state to, to really deal with the places where people are suffering the most. So it's a, it's a really important guide. It's a, it's a map almost of where to go and where to put your investments. We're incredibly pa- proud to partner with the Brown School of Public Health and Dean Jaw on this important work. Um, Also, as I think you're aware, we have brought together a Rhode Island Life Index Coalition with members of the community, the Rhode Island Foundation, Department of Health, uh, and many other important organizations to really understand the information and then sort out what to do about it. We are just working so passionately to lead a state of health and well-being in the state of Rhode Island for all Rhode Islanders uh, and For us, that means a real focus on health equity, both social determinants of health, which is what the Rhode Island Life Index helps us measure, uh, and also health equity more broadly. And I mean there things like data, like measuring many different health metrics by race, ethnicity, language to really understand gaps that people are experiencing so that we can then work to collectively address them. Um, And so as we think about some of those gaps, uh, maternal morbidity is an issue that, for instance, we have been addressing in the state with the doula bill, which is a bill that we supported. We're now working hard on how to help uh, be a force for implementation of that. Um, And then another is behavioral health. So there's a lot of work we're doing to improve community access. And so I just wanted to put the Rhode Island Life Index into that broader context of the work we're doing on health equity more more generally. Um, And again, I think um, many uh, who've been working uh, in public health for years would just recognize what a big journey and long journey this is to try to address some of these really important 
issues uh, that really do affect health. So the Rhode Island Life Index um, is a multi-year effort to measure how Rhode Islanders experience different important aspects of their life that have such an impact on their overall health and well-being. Um, and so we have had consistency across many of these areas, like housing and healthcare access and food security and access to technology, which then lets us look at the data longitudinally from year to year. And then a couple other things, we've expanded the languages. Um, so we used to just do it in English and Spanish. We now have 11 languages that we're conducting the survey in languages like Cape Verdean and Arabic and Hmong and et cetera, um, partnering with community organizations to help administer that Progresso Latino, C, uh, CSEA, et cetera. Um, the other thing that's important is that for, for folks to know is that we are oversampling for black and Latinx populations so that we make sure they're well represented in the data that we get back. Um, and again, multi-year, this is our third year of doing uh, the survey. It means we now actually have some longitudinal data to see some of the trends, which I think is so important in the middle of the pandemic to see how much ground have we lost? Uh, where have we made progress, if, if anywhere? The access to programs and services for children is down significantly from 2019. So looking back two years. And so as you think about the years of the pandemic, Clearly, it has taken its toll on children. Again, not surprising, but this is true for Black, Latinx, white kids, all kids across the state really saw this pullback in access to services. The other big area I would highlight is that there were critical areas that showed a decline um, in perceived experience in core cities. And so we define core cities in this survey, these are cities like Providence and Pawtucket and Central Falls and Woonsocket, which have a higher percentage of people of color and lower socioeconomic uh, position, but specifically have at least 25% of children below the poverty level. And so those cities saw some really um, concerning deep declines um, for our aging population. And again, probably not surprising that through the pandemic, the degree of social isolation increased, but really a problem of access to programs and services for all older Rhode Islanders and particularly Latinx, also the quality of community declined for older folks. The other piece that is concerning is that access to healthcare uh, among folks in these particular cities got worse during the pandemic. So from 2019 to this year, we saw a pretty significant drop, which is very concerning when people need healthcare more than ever during a pandemic. Our biggest focus since rolling out the Rhode Island Life Index and, and seeing the impact of housing for people in Rhode Island and how core it is to overall health and well-being has been a real focus on investing in safe and affordable housing in Rhode Island. And so we've invested over $3 million. Housing has been the biggest area, but we also work very hard 
uh, with community partners on things like food security uh, and helping, um, uh, you know, folks age in place. There's a whole range of uh, community action that we do. A lot of focus on children, how to bring uh, play into uh, every day, especially during the pandemic when it's been hard to access. So we have a multi-pronged strategy of how to invest in the community and housing is really at the center of that. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.